Oh, you're doing it right now? Right now. Okay. <laughs> so con congrats, Nicole, to 300 yeah, episodes. Six, that was six years. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 300 of The Real Word. Word is up. All right, because it's episode 300, it. we don't have to jump right into the topic. I am. We are doing a relevant this week topic that yeah. was sent to me. Okay. We do have a little very intimate group here. Very intimate. At 66 High Street, uh, our new development yes. in, in Connecticut. Any reason you get a chance to plug your listings or your new development, you should do that. We're taking that opportunity here hmm. on episode 300. It's uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. I don't you know. Don't, you don't think agents should be always doing that? That's why we have this beautiful set here for yeah, episode no, 300. I think it's lovely. But also, we should take a little time to celebrate. You don't drink champagne. I don't, but I will today. You're going to have to today. I don't. It gives me like a headache. I don't, I don't know why you don't I mean, drink I champagne. love liquor, but not champagne. Not... Yeah. Well, I didn't get any vodka. And good thing it's in December because I do dry January. So, oh, you're doing it right now? Right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, con congrats, Nicole, to 300 yeah, episodes. Six, that was six years. It took us six years to six get here. Six years. We launched in 2017. So now we wait for another celebration for two more. And yeah, maybe episode 500 we can do. Yeah, that's 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 two years. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we launched in 2017. The pod. End of 2017, maybe. Beginning yeah, of 2018, was, so, somewhere end. in there. The first episode we ever did. Yep. We we had to re-record. We had to oh, we had a bunch of technical issues, just like Lots. our haggard uh, oh balloon God. here that already well, popped that's, from that's the fireplace. Okay. So that yeah. that's just normal real world stuff for anybody that's been following for a long time. But our first ever episode created a Facebook live controversy. If you, you obviously loved you remember. It. I loved it because I'm like, wow, episode one. You got one. to fly, fly first class to Arizona after that first episode. But here's a quick story before we get into the, the Toll Brothers story. How, how, how there's so much that has changed in real estate. Yeah. But then there's so little that has changed from the mindset of someone who is a scarcity mindset. Right. So... Greg Haig, we called him out on episode one. It's crazy, 300 episodes, we're still talking well, about him. What's but so, well, what's so funny is not long ago, because he's now making commercials in our local markets. Cause he's, he's, he's doing commercials. He's also, by the way, cheers to, oh, to 300. Yeah. He, he, um, Are we drinking it too? No, let's drink some. Okay. He's making commercials for 72 Sold. That's what it's Many called. people have heard of 72 Sold across the country, obviously. Yeah. He's also been named in a, in a lawsuit with Keller Williams. There's like some... That's a whole other story that we're yeah. not covering here. But anyways, maybe we will cover it at some point. We'll see where it goes. We can get Greg him back on. The, we should have had him on for the 300th episode. We could have had Greg. Greg at the time had a um, campaign. I guess a, yeah, a campaign, a campaign going for Stop Zillow. Stop Zillow. People and were giving him money thinking that they were going to actively stop Zillow. He was collecting a lot of money. Lots of um, money. And the whole mindset behind that was... We need to stop Zillow as agents. There's a group of agents. I, I would call, I don't know even know if I would call it the minority. Certainly the minority that probably gave them agents, even though it was a lot of agents that gave them money. Right. But th there was this mindset of stopping Zillow because they're going to take over the entire business and leave, you know, nothing for agents. The problem was you can't resist right. 
what consumers want. Well, especially if you're supposed to be doing your fiduciary responsibility, like to your client, you know, because right. you, essentially what he wanted agents to do was to sort of click like the Zillow buy, like it wouldn't go on Zillow. And then we were, I think you were putting the, if I'm correct, we were, like, there was a, a separate portal. Yeah. He had a whole different portal. That you going were putting on. your listing on the portal. It was essentially like he was trying to make pocket listings. Yeah. Like he, it was like these, it was like a pocket listing website. It was very interesting. The party was so elaborate. Oh, the party was great. But yeah. um, my my tie-in here is coming all the way full circle here to now, yeah. oh, these lawsuits are going to end the, you know, real estate agent. All these things, all these, you know, scary things that are going to come out and end the real estate agent, they've just never come to fruition. And right. in fact, Zillow, of course, today, while they charge a large, you know, commission for their deals, They've earned that right with the brand trust that they have with the consumer. Right. And when you set appointments, when you do the things that they do, you're going to earn a, a commission, a hefty commission for that. And that's what they're doing. Right. Because they've built up this trust uh, in consumer traffic over the years. And the agents that build up trust with their consumers, with their database, with their clients, are going to continue to have a place. And we know that today over 90% of people use an agent. It's why... You know, there's a lot of really seasoned agents that aren't worried about the lawsuit. No, they're their just, heads down and they're working. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of reasons um, why you should keep your head down. There's a there's a lot of brightness coming in the future. I think for the agents that are professional, we've gotten to that into the past. But it, but I think just thinking back on the 300 episodes, it's interesting how much you can say these things and and talk about it over and over and over again. And it doesn't matter. Every month there's a new thing, a new fear. Right. And so hopefully we'll continue to, you know, get rid of those fears, uh, help agents to. Or at least educate people that, so that they're not fearful. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, here's some more fear, though, for you, and then we'll break it down. Let's okay. Go. So Should I drink a little bit more for this? Yeah, maybe drink a little I bit will. more. And I don't even know if I'd call it fear, but this is, this is the mentality of uh, – even as high level as a CEO for Toll Brothers on okay. how um, you know they think about their bottom line as it relates to agents. So Rick Palacios Jr., who is a research consultant, John Burns, he put the tweet out. Ken Pozak, shout out to Ken here on episode 300 down in Orlando, uh, sent it over to me. He actually replied to the tweet. We'll post the tweet. It's not. Is, in, do they still call him tweets? It's not like an X. No, that's still, still, still tweet, tweet on X. Very okay. con confusing, but you can bit. never I'm get so rid out of, of it. the word tweet. Mm -hmm. Commentary from Toll Brothers, T-O-L, which is their ticker on today's earning call. So the earning call was end of the week last week. Shows magnitude of money home builders spend on real estate agent commissions. Obviously, you know, this has been the topic here. What, what are, you know, agents' commissions, what are they mm -hmm. getting? Two-thirds of their sales have outside realtor at 2.25% of the home price, which equals 1.5% of total revenue for the company. I'm going to play the tweet, or the, I'm going to play the earnings call, the clip from the earnings call. Okay. This is the Toll Brothers CEO, and then you and I will react to it. Oh, boy. Um, just uh, two quick ones for me. You know, you all rely pretty heavily on realtors, uh, given your, your consumer base. I, I'm hoping you can remind us what portion of your sales have a realtor associated with them? What's your kind of typical broker commission and um, just any 
any thoughts uh, on the preliminary uh, NAR ruling uh, and the impact on your business? Sure. So two-thirds of our sales involve a um, outside realtor representing our client. On average, we pay that realtor 2.25% of the delivered price of the home. When you do the math, that comes out to 1.5% of total revenue of the company is with third-party realtors. It's too early to comment on the NAR litigation. Obviously, there's appeals and there's other litigation that um, has popped up since that case. But I think longer term, the industry, we are all encouraged to believe that the third-party commissions will be coming down. Since April, we have uploaded new and sought-after courses, content, and tactical assets for your business into the BAMX platform, not articles behind a paywall that only pontificate to you what you should think and do, but education that actually shows you how to do what you need in today's market. Every day, we continue to add more content into BAMX and our private Facebook community, content that works, content that our members have exclusive access to daily. It's why over 1,500 of you and climbing have joined us in BAMX. It's also why tomorrow's price is guaranteed to be higher than today's. That's called inflation. Do not wait any longer. Use code REALWORD and join the thousands of agents taking their business to the next level today. Code REALWORD for 10% off. See you in BAMX. So that's the part that when the tweet was sent to me from Ken, Toll's offering forty-five to 55000 on incentives in Ken's local market, which is Orlando. Incentives, like bonuses type things? Incentives like- to get buyers to, you know, do the deal because right. of, you know, where the interest rates are right now. Right. They have the ability, you know, 20, okay. we're talking 25% margins for Toll Brothers. Yeah. Um, so they have the, the ability to incentivize where, you know, existing home sale owners got to maximize equity, right? So they're doing forty-five, fifty-five thousand on incentives. Average sale price of nine hundred thousand, and that's where Toll Brothers is. They're in the nine hundreds, so yeah. it's not just Orlando, but that's across the country. The average sale price for Toll. Okay. So five and a half percent because uh, they couldn't move product. So Ken saying that forty-five to fifty-five thousand incentives that they're giving to buyers is a total of five and a half percent of the sale price, obviously, of the 900 right. because of their inability to move through inventory quick enough. We know that new construction right now has over seven and a half months of inventory in the country, which is a buyer's market, Definitely as opposed to the, to the 3.8 to 4 months of inventory on existing home sales. Yep. Um, so then Ken says, and he wants to complain about the agents who brings in 66% of the business, local uh, toll reps tell me it's more like 70 to 80 percent in that local market right. of the business. And there's a lot of tweets and, um, you know, a couple other people sent me information about this story because of what he says at the end there. We expect that third party commissions in the future are going we'll to come, come down. down. Now, he said it. He said it was going to be long term. You know, this is when you hear these things, you got to you, you got to break it down. It's like, OK, it's not 2024. Um, because he referenced the appeals, the lawsuits are being pushed out. There's a lot of, you know, things that need to be sorted out through there. But he's on an earnest call, 
as a CEO of this public traded company, and anytime you do these quarterly earnings calls, you want your stock to go up. And they've had you know a great run on their on their stock prices here the last hmm. few years. But you want every quarter you're in that that battle of let's pop the stock price somehow. Let's right. let's give information where investors are going to be optimistic about our future as the builder. And so he's painting a long-term picture picture that third-party uh, agents, the ones that are bringing them 66% of their business, commissions are going to come down. He said we're pretty optimistic in that. Right. The 2.25% is already way down from what Michael Ketchmark in the Sitzer Burnett in the right. Missouri trial, they claim every agent's out there getting 3%. Three. Right. I would argue that if I, you know, I'm not an attorney. I really wish I was. You know, do you? I no, really do sometimes. Really? Because I think most of these attorneys aren't worth the paper hanging on their wall. But if I'm an attorney, I might be taking some of this data on the next trial. Hey, Ketchmark's out there trying to say, and other you know, lead attorneys for these right. plaintiffs are out there trying to say that all commissions are 3%. And you, right there, you've got a huge data he, pool. I mean, we're talking, and, and Toll Brothers isn't just in one state. It's They're like all over. Every state, national. Yeah. This is a huge chunk of data that they're average. I'm actually average surprised to hear is, that it is, is 2.25. 2.25. Usually on new construction, you're seeing it closer to two, at least in our area. So even the 2.25 kind of surprises me a little bit. Oh, you would have thought it was lower. I would have thought it was lower. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But to, but it shows to to that point. Hey, you know, I see a lot of two. Toll Brothers saying two two point two five. Yeah. You got the plaintiffs. Um, but again, maybe they're they're adding a little initiative to the agents in some situations. So maybe they are going up to three, which is maybe bringing yeah, it up a bit. You've got yeah. people wanting to paint, paint the picture that it's three. That to me speaks to what we've been saying. Hey, n commissions have always been negotiable. 100%. They, they are negotiable. You don't hear zero percent for a reason because. Nobody's going to work for free. Right. Um, so you've got all these numbers all over the board, and that starts to build up as a case of show, you know, showing, hey, these these have been traditionally negotiable. They right. they are negotiable, and they, you know, you maintain that. The other thing, you know, with Toll Brothers or any national home builder, um, you know, they're not paying. They're paying a, a listing agent that's in house. Okay. Right. So Toll Brothers does this. Pulte does it. Um, I'm assuming that we're talking about like a salary. Yeah, it's usually like a salary with some type of uh, override on speed to completion of the, you know, okay. of, of sales. Yeah. But when you, I don't know, being in, in South Florida a lot, I've gone into a lot of these. Okay. Um, new construction like developments. Sales office. Yeah, the sales office, the and just talk to the, these agents. And they're all licensed, I assume. Yeah. Okay. And. Generally speaking, now I'm, I'm just I'm generalizing here a little bit because you can walk into an existing open house and you can find a variety of different agents in in, uh, in sure. Naples, Florida. I mean, <laughs> you can yeah. find a variety of skill sets, uh, professionalism. Well, I'm pretty certain you could probably find that anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. I mean, in the comments, you, you let us know, guys. Right? Like, what do you, if you're going and touring homes in your market or when you're on vacation? You know the variety of different agents. Is it vast? Is that what you're doing right? on vacation? You're taking in homes on your vacation. I try to do that as often as I can. Your so wife that, must love you. So that I have some type of opportunity to say, "Well, geez, this was more of a business uh, vacation than a touche." Uh, okay. You know, just a family. I bring vacation. the podcast stuff with me so I can. By the way, Bobby, I found the equipment. Just side note: there, I found the podcast equipment. Oh. That oh, we were searching for. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you go into these your sales offices. Yep. On, on the vacation. national home builders, mm -hmm. and generally speaking, the level 
of aging yep. drops off significantly from, uh, you know, because Toll Brothers is at a $900,000 price point. Yeah. If you're going to... Um, so are you thinking that be, that that's because they're like on a salary? There's no real... Toll Brothers is, is dampening the, the, what, you know, what they can earn. Right. Um, and so you just, you know, if you can go out there and list as many homes as you want, th- these aren't agents that can go list homes and, and work other deals. Right. They just work the, the project, right? Um, so the caliber of a $900,000 agent in most markets that are getting those listings, Al- Allison from our team is right here. She lists and sells $900,000 homes. That's a professional agent that's built trust that's right doing everything they can do to to market the home when you're in one of these spots everything is coming to you and th- there's a little bit of an attitude to it and it's from top down and i'm not just picking on toll brothers it's right. pulte i have a lot of experience pulte um some of these other ones where there's this this just like, like, like do take it, it or leave it take it or leave it we're not going to work with you there's not if much education it, this is what you need there, yeah. there's more i'd argue there's more from the from the production home builder, there's more of a a um, pressure sale tactic. Okay. In, in these scenarios, as opposed to what the great agents you know across the country are doing, where there's an educational component. Hey, I'm going to make sure that you understand right all the options, what you're getting into, and you know agents that are in some of these markets, like Ken, who chimed in on on Twitter X or some of these other markets where you've got a lot of new construction. What's your He's experience? He's Orlando, been? right? He's Orlando. So yeah. you have a lot of new construction there. Yep. Obviously the Sunbelt States, you have a lot of um, new construction. So the agents there can speak to it a little bit better than we can on the national home builder scene. Yeah. Cause you don't have that here We definitely don't. in Connecticut. Um, but this, the, Unit we're sitting in here, yeah. which is available for one and a half million. If everybody's interested, it's for sale. Um, this unit, this building, this this um, development. At one point, the developer thought about going inside sales, and that obviously never came to fruition. Right, we ended up getting the deal. Um, speak to you know, like a project like this, yeah. high end. How mm-hmm. much goes involved? You know, we're we're sitting in one of these projects. How much is involved, and why you want? potentially an outside agent as opposed to an inside sales. I mean, I have a toothbrush here. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's how but this much. Is, is this a crash pad now? Well, I mean, the amount that I'm here, you right. know, you just have to sort of brush your teeth here sometimes. No, I mean, I, I think I, I think that there there is, a, there is a certain level, of course, of professionalism. I mean, even people that are, and again, I, I love everybody here, but just like simple things like, just like fluffing pillows, you know, like the, the, some of the guys that work here, like they're not, they're sort of overseeing, like they're, you know, like they're, they're, they're not noticing. Project managers. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I think that, I think it's important to have somebody from the outside and obviously have like, like, a, like some sort well, of how like. Ma- how many buyers come in here and they want to, if you go to one of those national home builders, you ask a question yeah. about, you know, what somebody thinks about other things that are on the market. They're just going to, I don't know, or you're just going to kind of get shut down. Where here, um, 
If someone also comes in and wants to know about other waterfront properties. Right. You at least have the knowledge of it. Of course. You have the knowledge because you're working the whole market. Right. No, absolutely. No. One, I, and not just that, but you also, I, we also don't know where those individuals are coming from. You know, not all of them live in the community either. So, you know, if someone is looking for like, again, shops or, you know, town halls or libraries or anything like that too, obviously you are sort of the local knowledge in, in that, in that regard as, as well. Yeah. And you, you pay for as the, from a developer, Developer or builder perspective, and to the point there about the the five and a half percent on incentives, yeah. you end up paying. There's a cost to sell properties, whether it's you know directly you know to the agent through through your own marketing. Who's going to going to pay well, for that's the marketing? Just and, it. And pick I up mean, because at, at that point, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that Toll Brothers is probably not paying for their marketing, right? Oh, no, they're paying a significant chunk of marketing. In addition? Yeah, they, they pay a significant chunk of the marketing okay. for sure. All right. Yeah. Okay. They, they pay for a ton of marketing. But that you're going to add all this up. The, the third party um, argument that he's making is it's the buyer agent right. that's coming in. Right. And the argument I'm making is, that if well, you're but again, coming remember, in, it's also we're talking about he's on a, a shareholders meeting, so the question may have come may have aroused because they were thinking that this is a way for them to now actually save some of their costs, which then could maybe bring them some extra money. Yeah, and when when you're going as a as as a buyer as a consumer, unrepresented on new construction. You, there is going to be a pressure moment, and on especially where you're seeing where you're seeing some of these bigger developments. We don't experience here in the Northeast. There's some developments that are over 2,000 homes, and that's the number that goes you know goes up annually for just units in this right. whole entire state. Yeah. So you get some of these you know, communities where you're just you're driving through as someone who's just moving down to this community, retiring, and you're just seeing them. Man, last I was here three weeks ago, and these hundred homes weren't even built yet. They just throw they just throw them up. Literally, they go up quick. Um, when you're sitting down in that sales office, there is, are some high pressure. I don't want to go as far as saying, you know, timeshare tactics, but there are some high pressure tactics to get a signature and a deposit on that unit on that building. And once you do that in new construction, it can be very difficult to to wind yourself out unless you've really thought it through. And without the representation, and this is what ultimately the consumers are looking for when they're going into those situations, is making sure they have the protection, making sure they've been able to see all the options, why they've got well, that, think, that buyer well, agent representing them. I think the biggest them. thing here, too, though, is just for, for, for them to be reminded of the things that they should be asking, too. You know, I mean, so many times people don't realize you only get, like, maybe one coat of paint on the wall or, you know, the, 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 the hardwood floor is an upgrade and you're going to be getting carpet. You know, I think you walk into these, and a lot of them are, are staged units that probably have all the upgrades, but not realizing that some of those additions are, are, are an upgrade or will cost more. So it's not really until the end where they're like, wait a minute, why didn't I get a second coat of paint on my walls? It's like, well, that's not in the contract, you know? Or, oh, you have an allowance, a $2,500 allowance for, say, glass doors in the bathroom, and you think that that's going to cover all your bathrooms, and it doesn't, and then you're whacked with, you know, an overage charge. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's really important to have someone that is on your team that's at least helping you sort of look at the things that you're not realizing that you're supposed to be looking at. Because really, you're just, what, you're in love, right? You walk in, and it's all, it's all razzle-dazzle. Yeah. Ultimately, going long term, just like the CEO for, for Pulte did, when 
you know your market inside and out, and you can help, not a CMA, but help really compare the options for a buyer, you're going to have a place in this industry. Right. Uh, just on, like on the other side, when you can really show the value to a developer on being able to, you know, validate your commission, whatever, whatever negotiated commission that is, uh, in terms of, there's no, there's no um, reason as a buyer agent that you can't market a property if that developer and that sales office is allowing you to do that. That's one of the things, going back to Ken here, Ken's taken over episode 300, but uh, he is the one that sent me the tweet. So going back to what he does in Orlando is so smart because he rarely lists new developments, mm -hmm. but he talks about them all on his Instagram, on his YouTube. And he educates the public. And what developer wouldn't want to negotiate a commission with an agent like that? Right. Who doesn't have the listing but is showcasing the opportunities to the buyers that are coming in through his YouTube channel, through their Instagram, through, through their email, and through all the different you know, sources that they're generating leads into the Orlando community. And that's never going to go away because – we're in a low inventory environment. Those that remember where builders were in 2007, 8, 9, 10, heck, the the 2.25 that he's talking about now would be a bargain. You know, 1.5% right. of total revenue, they'd be happy to do that when you don't have any buyers walking through the door. And these markets are always going to change and there's always going to be opportunities to pr give somebody a fee to get the result that you want. And, and that fee again, can be any number of things, can right. be very, very negotiable. And so I think the long-term future is, is really no different than currently. You're just going to need less agents to do it. And um, I don't know, I, I thought it was a good story for this episode since we're doing it here. Yeah. Uh, also just to look back on all the years on how people are always fearful that something's going away when it's the work that matters, it's the knowledge that matters, and when you are the person living it, doing it, and you're just ingratiated in the whole process, you're not going away. You're going to be super valuable. Absolutely. Nicole, any? I know you're not going to drink the rest of that champagne, so we've got to get you something else to drink here to well, celebrate. Well, that's all we have here today. Any, anything um, over 300 episodes? I can't believe I've convinced you to do 300 podcasts. Well, luckily, most times I get to just show up and sit here and smile because you love talking. <laughs> so I usually just sit here and I just nod my head and all the all the tweets and stuff that you guys put out are all you. So I, I, I'm really just I've they don't put been, out any tweets. I've we always, need to put out more tweets. I've just I've always just been the color. So I appreciate you continuing to invite me back because I I'm certain that you could have any other face next to you as well. It's the only thing. The only reason you're here is because it's on my calendar, calendar in <laughs> perpetuity. So that's the trick of doing anything, whether it's prospecting or a podcast. It's put it on your calendar. Yeah. Don't change the date. No. That's it's probably the only thing that I've showed up to every single week. Yeah. Like the last six years. It's one of the reasons new developers like to hire somebody in-house because it's like, hey, you have to be here from this time yeah. to that time. And when, when agents when agents look at their own business or their, whatever, it's a you know, pot or a prospect or whatever, and it's like, I've got to be doing it the same every week. We used week. to do it on Mondays, which is, I'm so happy we don't do it on Mondays anymore. Tuesdays are so much better. Oh, we did, huh? We used to do it on Mondays. Well, yeah. now it's, it's been Tuesdays for 10 forever. It's yeah. It's recording time, so. It, it works. Any, anything else? 300 episodes, any, any final thoughts? Thank you.
All right. We're going to at least 500. I can't say we're going to go 500. much past that. Yeah, definitely 500. Somebody asked us today. They're like, are you, is Nicole going to be on until 400? Who was that? Was that Bobby? I don't think maybe it's it was Bobby. Like, maybe Bobby wouldn't say that. Uh-oh. Oh, Bobby's got a question? Oh, let's do some que- quick questions. questions. Quick questions. So what, has, what do you think the biggest impact that the real world has had on the real estate audience has been? What is your number one thing that you hope people take away from the podcast? Hmm. I, well, I hope it's what I said here where it's you're not, you're not going out of business if you're that agent that's educating themselves every single day that's actually involved in everything you should be in your community when you're the local expert, all those different things that we always talk about, you're not going anywhere. And the 300 episodes prove, proves that because you can go back to episode one when they thought Zillow was taking over. And, you know, you just have to be willing to know w- where to move. So 300 episodes of anything is very impressive. Obviously, you guys talk a lot about having this in your calendar, being consistent. What has been the biggest challenge for you guys reaching 300 episodes of the podcast every week? Are our mics being turned on? <laughs> um, yeah, cameras being at the right spot. You and I actually learning how to split screen because you're never around. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I do think some of that stuff <laughs> I could probably get a little bit overworked on because um, you really could just use your phone for a lot of the stuff, good yeah, lighting on a phone. So for sure. I wouldn't let that be the, the thing that holds you back on that. I think what's been helpful, though, too, is that Byron and I actually really like each other. So I think over the last six years, like, we hate each other some days, so don't get me wrong there. But I think that it, like, we work well off of each other. I don't recall any of those days. This must be a personal feeling that you're having. kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We actually had a fight our first time, remember, with with the broke agent, actually, we were in, so we were in Anaheim and we literally had just had a fight and he walks in, he sits down, he's all ready. So that I was think, actually one of the biggest fights we've ever had. And he was, he was so uncomfortable. He's like, cause he, he was sitting he was in, in the middle. middle. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was, you could tell, you have to play the clip. He was so uncomfortable. You're exhausting. Me? Yeah. No, you two are exhausting. What? I'm so glad to be in conference mode. Exhausting? You two are exhausting. Oh, my God. The both of you. Dude, we're never inviting you anywhere. Ever After again. Saturday? After Saturday. I was ex- extremely exhausted. Saturday? And then Sunday was the What happened on, on Saturday? It's just so much complaining. I couldn't take it. That's why I had to complain so much yesterday. complaining? <laughs> Everybody. So then I had to pour on the complaint. Yeah, you, you have to you guys all yeah, match when people are complaining. You have to match up. Yeah, you do. We've got Eric, who obviously Bam didn't exist. It was just, he had the broke agent account. We were That was Eric one of our first guests. Like, he was one of our first guests. We yeah. were in Anaheim. We were at the Tom Ferry Summit. And we're just going back and, and forth. And we were, we had just finished an argument, and it was time for him to go on. And it, actually, I was on that side in that video. <laughs> He's kind of like, well, you guys still want to do this spot like, or not? like, what's going on? <laughs> we were all, like, drinking water because none of us wanted to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should pay a clip of that. So you guys just talked about Anaheim. Obviously, we're in a really cool place. What's your favorite place you guys have ever recorded the real word? I don't know. Uh, probably Valvado's office. Oh my God! Remember that was so. I would we. I would say summer was stuck in there. Yeah. I'm like summer is like stuck in this. It was so hot and there was no. There was, I. You made me use a like a, a pen holder for my microphone. That's stand. the only reason it was is my favorite because we had. No help. 
It was awful. We were basically recording it on our it own. It was in her office. So we had to take everything off of her walls. We had to move all the tables. We had to make sure we didn't get, because there, there was a switch right on the wall. So we had to make sure we were scooched over just enough so we wouldn't get the I, switch in the screen. I recorded and edited about 100 and... You, well, you edited? Well, Maybe a hundred, not of the, not of the real world, of a different podcast before the real world. Okay. World. Oh yeah. Okay. Pro- I, I was did like, that you for about 170, probably about a hundred of those, believe it or not. So our favorite spot. Yeah. Yeah. What is the best feedback you've ever received from a listener on the podcast? Oh, I feel like I have so many. We get gifts. I get crowns. Golf, golf balls. That's the best feedback. Send me golf balls. <laughs> oh, no. I, what I love the most is I hear a lot from other, obviously, agents, but a lot of, like, other moms. Like, I have three kids, too. Like, like how have you built your business? Or, like, oh, you're, like, such, like, a, like a sense of inspiration for me. Um, like, I love watching you. Like, it just that, that for me has been, you know, the greatest where, they're, you know, like, it, it's another woman that – I, and I know most, like, where they're coming from because I started there, you know, feeling like, what are you supposed to do? Where are you supposed to go? Um, man, like, I'm still a mom, you know? So for me, that's always been my favorite. I mean, I love getting the crowns, and we do get gifts, but... The bobbleheads. Yeah, think, that was Byron. Only Byron got a bobblehead. I never got a Nicole bobblehead. No, no, but you did get a crown, so... I did get a um, crown, yeah. I think lately with the NAR stuff, that's been... People are just like... I'm looking for a place to find the information where yeah. people aren't, um, you know, got 27 paywalls to get the information. So, I know it's not really a guest-based podcast, but we have had a couple guests in our in our real world stint of 300 episodes. Do you have a favorite guest? I I actually want to know in the comments if you made it this far. Thank you. In the comments, do you want to see us do more guests? Do we bring on back the, the confessionals? No, not the confession. We're not bringing. What are that the back. confessionals? We did we did a confessional. Um, oh, we're not bringing that back. No, if you remember the confessional, that's another day. That's a whole nother that, that was a whole other day. That was another day. That was yeah. another podcast. No, that but was, you loved long form but, back then. But we've had some of the best pods have been the guests going back. Um, Austin Board of Realtors when yes, anytime there's like a controversy that's been drummed up and we talk about it. My favorite is it. the most recent individual, the one that was that was taking hits from his. Well, Notorious R.O.B. Yes, came on. That was a great pod. So, I could have listened to him for hours. Yeah. So do you want to see us do more of the guests? We've we've done maybe maybe twelve in three hundred oh, episodes. You maybe. think that many? I'm just that's high. I'm side, thinking yeah. like five. Well, no, we've had TF on a couple times. Yeah, more than once. I wouldn't call that. I mean, Notorious Rob, the Austin Board of Realtors. We had one of the Connecticut um, MLS MLS. Yeah. Um, that was it. Well, Eric, we were just talking about with the broke agent. Yeah, that's he like came five on. people. Yeah, I mean that's well, been, that's already up to been, seven. Been, Fact been, check me in the comments. We've it's been like pretty. We've been pretty. We've been pretty like exclusive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's under twelve for sure. Yeah. yeah. Last question. So, three hundred episodes. You guys have seen a lot, done a lot, learned a lot. What is your vision for how the podcast evolves in the next three hundred episodes? I guess that's what I'm looking for. Do people want us to bring in more guests? Um, was the appraiser here? We had the appraiser on. There's another one. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that was. I thought that was just a one-on-one debate. No, but that was no, no, started no, on the real world. The old old office. You guys had the appraiser on. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to see more of that? Where we we bring in a guest? Sometimes it can feel like if we're debating something, it can feel a little bit like two-on-one. Even though we don't always we're have never to agree. Debating. We're not. We're never really debating. I'm trying to go debate mode as often as I possibly can. 
Um, the real word used to be three segments, two segments, one marketing. So then we went down to one segment, just go longer form. So, yeah. um, yeah. And that's, I'm not afraid to change, right? If we see something's working, like you, he good, let him sleep a little and he'll change it tomorrow. Yeah. We'll probably and change I'm like, it next Wait, week. What? What is going on? Oh, cause then he started doing left, right, center. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We're getting into oh politics. We had our politics that was awful. topic. Before, That's when I was really just smiling which we're bring, and not we may, saying anything. We may bring politics back since it's an election year. He originally wanted this to be called a news show. I'm like, I don't do news. I don't do news or politics. Not politics. It was Paul. It was, it was political topics. Where there's a tie How it affect, to yes. now the hot sheet obviously can cover that if there if there's something you know some new bill that gets announced which yeah. there was there was a huge bill that we could have covered here um, Democrats proposed banning uh, institutional buyers from buying single family homes next episode that if you look on the comments on Instagram on Bam is going crazy if you look on um, even that tweet I put out was went 160,000 views on, on Twitter X. So, yeah, I mean, if there's a way to change, I think the best change we made was going to one segment leading into NAR because it just got, it, you know, the last three months it got so much, the NAR, the lawsuits, all that different stuff. Yeah. So that was one of the best moves we made. You have to be able to just adapt it when you see the opportunity. I just do what he tells me to do. So this is the first podcast filmed in front of a live studio audience. I actually think it's the second. I think we did this another time. With people? This is a very small intimate I mean, there's crew. Been Thank you. There's Jennifer, been people, thanks for There's coming. been people in a room. Because again, in Anaheim, we, I mean, there were people yeah. in the room, but yeah, we yeah. weren't. Do we yeah. have any questions from the audience? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, you uh -oh. always had the racket. Yes, you did always have the we racket. We do always have the, the racket. We don't have the racket with us today. You know, you. Yes. you know what's interesting about the racket? Yeah. Is... And with everything that's going on now, and this is a good way to wrap up episode 300, is I always say everything in real estate is such a racket, right? And now you have all this stuff happening. And, you know, we started saying that five, six years ago, and now it's like all coming true. Everything is really just a racket. So just don't take racket. it too seriously. You're in the best business in the world. You're not a heart surgeon. Just help people. Keep it simple. Work hard. Congratulations, yeah. my friend. Congrats. Keep it real. Bye, guys.